And good evening, everyone, and welcome into the UFC Fight Cards podcast presented by Orange Fire Media. I'm your host, Russ Renault, and thanks for joining us again here on a Sunday night in Houston, Texas. Appreciate everybody coming in and joining us for a little post-fight UFC 295 recap. So we want to do the um, you know instant reaction last night, but uh, plans changed a little bit and. Um, was stuck out a little bit later than I than I expected and didn't get a chance to get back in here and record the show. So we're doing it at our you know normal Sunday night time slot. Uh, usually we're at nine, but pushing it back to to ten o'clock and we're a little bit flexible here. And but like I said, th- this is your show and we want people to you know feel like they they can be part of the show. You can be on the show and, and give us your thoughts and your opinions. And we just open it up and and you know make this what you want it to be so what we're going to do tonight is we've got a couple of things going on in the card front so you see those two packages there so those are um, a redemption that we got back from panini this week and some damaged cards that we got replacements for this week so we're going to open up those and you know that those are sealed i have not touched those since they came in because i wanted to save them for the show i know it's inside of them what's supposed to be inside of them but we'll be surprised together and see what see what they came through with um, also, you see our stacks up there. We'll go through our hits again. We'll do that until they're all gone. <laughs> you know, you can buy anything on this show that you see. But we also have uh, our little Islam Makachev. Um, you know, there's a number card in there. We'll kind of go through what we have, just like we've done the last few weeks with Tom Aspinall and Michael Chandler. Uh, we did Habib Nurmagomedov last week. And we've got um, Islam Makachev this week. We've got Hamza Chmaev, we've got Shavkat Rachmanov. We'll go through all of those over the next few weeks. So the, the rest of this year, we've got five shows left. Uh, we're going to go through UFC 296, December 16th. Um, we're going to do that instant reaction that night. And then we're going to take a break. For you know, It just says UFC does. We're going to take a break till January. So that'll be the end of Season 1 here on the UFC Fight Cards Podcast. And I just appreciate all the people who have made it what it is. And if you want to be a part of it, subscribe. And, you know, we're here every week after every fight. And we started the instant reactions last week. Wanted to do it again this week. Just didn't work out. But we're going to plan on doing that going forward on Saturday nights. So if you see anything on the show that you want uh, to buy, you want to reach out to the show, uh, you can go to our website, orange-fire.com. You can reach me directly at my email address, russ at orange-fire.com. You can find us on X. At Fight Cards Russ and at Orange Fire Media. Find me on Facebook, my personal page, also the Orange Fire Media page. And, you know, the best place to find our cards, um, besides the show itself, the best place to find is, you know, to buy cards on the show. But um, if you miss out on something, uh, usually everything's listed on eBay. You can go to our eBay store that's Orange Fire Lots of Lots. I kind of took everything down last week because I'm going to resubmit everything for Christmas. I uh, just want to give it a refresh and put our stuff back up. So the only thing that's on there right now is that Tom Aspinall lot that we showed you a couple of weeks ago. That's the first time it's ever been listed. So there's four autographs. There's eight numbered cards. There's a whole bunch of rookie parallels in there. It's over 40 Tom Aspinall cards. And we'll get to why that's so important here in just a second. So if you're just joining us for the first time, two things we do is we talk about the, the most recent fight. We talk about the upcoming uh, fight cards, the schedule, and then we get into trading cards in the last half of the show. And what we spend time doing, we don't break down the fights, you know, technically. What we do is we kind of, you know, talk about them as, as it relates to that weight division, 
what we can see moving forward, how it relates to the trading card hobby, which fighters are hottest and who everybody's collecting. And, you know, we, we go through our hobby top five in the middle of the show to show the fighters that are the most popular in the collector's world. And then we go through, you know, the cards that we have. Uh, we opened a whole bunch of hobby boxes earlier this year. Now we're just kind of going through trying to move that inventory and see what happens uh, in season two in 2024. So that's the intro of the show. So now let's get to UFC 295 from Madison Square Garden in New York. Last night we saw, you know, a lot of stuff that, that turned some some tables over last night. And let's just start with that main event. It was supposed to be John Jones and Steve Miocic, heavyweight championship on the line between the overall greatest of all time, John Jones, and the heavyweight greatest of all time, Steve Miocic. Everybody's looking forward to that. Uh, but I believe that we got a better fight between the two fighters you know in their prime uh in the co-main event but let's talk about that main event first so the huge huge result for alex Pereira. he is now the light heavyweight champion of the world a two division champ uh, only ninth in ufc history so he defeats yuri prochka with a tko in the second round so this is a fight that, that prochka was in control of in the first round, uh, showed some good things, and was probably winning that first round, won the first round on the scorecard. Uh, but then Alex Pereira, you know the power. That's why he, he is so dangerous. And Yuri left that left hand low, and Pereira, with that counter strike, the right hand, just caught him on the chin and got the job done, got the finish. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot saying there's an early stoppage or, you know, that stuff. Um, but then Yuri came in and said he was out. He was, that, that Pereira got him. So uh, hats off to Yuri for being honest. Um, so no controversy there coming from Yuri's mouth, if you want to listen to it that way. So uh, Alex Pereira, awesome, awesome result. So what's going forward for him? We'll find out. Um, there's a few ways you could, you could go with that. Um you know, just some of the, the names on the list. Uh, we know that the Yuri, um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Alex Pereira calling out Adesanya. You know, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, Izzy's going to take a long time off. Probably not going to move back up to light heavyweight again and try it at 205 again. So you kind of look down the line. Um, got a matchup coming up. Uh, Possibly it hasn't. It is announced now. It has, is official as of last night. Jan Blahovich and Alexander Rakic. So that that's a possibility. Winner of that fight. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there's always Ankalaev just hanging out there. Um, you, you run it back. Him and Johnny Walker. Who knows with those two? Uh, just a lot of things you could do at light heavyweight now. Uh, of course, it all depends on when Jamal Hill. Uh, gets healthy you know he's gonna get first crack at this uh when he gets healthy so he said that april i was listening to him on uh believe you me podcast michael bisping and anthony smith the other day and jamal hill said he he could be ready to go march april and so we'll see i think it's a little quick um just being in a an achilles injury but you know if he's able to get that done and get back in in the spring then we're all for it and so we'll see him face off against alex Pereira. Uh, sometime March, April, somewhere around then. So that, I mean, that's UFC 300. Who doesn't want to be on that card? 
Um, that we've gone right up to it, and we'll talk about the rest of that here in a little bit. We've got uh, a main event at 299, so we'll have to see what happens at UFC 300. I'm sure it's going to be a huge card. So hats off, Alex Pereira, getting the getting the TKO. Um, obviously, in this show, if you've been around any amount of time, you know that I'm a huge Tom Aspinall fan, and this is one of the surprises for me because usually in the main events, co-main events, they do not go the way I would like them to as a fan. Um, this one was the exception, and I, I'm really happy because it, you know, he is uh, one of my favorite fighters, Tom Aspinall. First round knockout of the polar bear Sergey Pavlovich, and just an awesome awesome performance just running through a, a guy that was so dangerous that everybody was scared of um not tom aspinall and uh to do it injured he said he was after the the fight that he was injured told laura senko that that he had pulled a muscle in his back uh, hadn't really trained the last 10 days so just um phenomenal performance and just the sky's the limit for tom aspinall going forward because i mean you'd love to see him fight john jones because who knows how long john jones is going to be around uh, when John recovers from this injury, and you know that's going to take a while. When he comes back, is he going to fight Stipe? Is he going to fight Aspinall? I mean, this could go a whole bunch of directions. So Aspinall's going to have to, you know, hang in there and see what happens. Um, Surreal Gone wants that shot, and and you know I think it's probably what should happen. Just see uh, Tom Aspinall go through Surreal Gone. I like to see him run it back with Curtis Blades. Let's see that fight you know, in its entirety. Um, you could go Blades and Almeida. That was a fight that was supposed to happen last week, but Derek Lewis had to step in. Curtis Blades was injured. So, you know, a lot of things could happen at heavyweight at this point. Um, a lot of names out there that have, that have fought recently. So a lot of things ahead for Tom Aspinall. We can see some huge events going forward. Really kind of a surprise to me, but, you know, Jessica Andrade with her back against the wall last night, getting the job done, women's strawweight matchup. She's ranked number six, Mackenzie Dern ranked number eighth, and Mackenzie Dern had just looked so good in her last fight, just dominating, um, and it, she just got taken to her. And Jessica Andrade coming up with a huge performance with a knockout in the second round and just kept the pressure on Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie got a few shots in there, but... Um, Jessica was on a mission and uh, you hear them both talk about it, you know, both going through divorces, um, you know, very publicly, you know, in the MMA world. Uh, so Jessica Andrade touched on hers this week that her fights have been paying for that. Mackenzie Dern, same thing in her last fight. She said the same thing. Uh, so a lot going, a lot of emotion for those two going into this fight and Jessica Andrade putting herself back into the picture after not some, you know, some knockouts and decisions that did not go her way the last few fights. Also, we saw a pretty exciting lightweight matchup, Benoit Saint-Denis getting a knockout of Matt Frivola in the first round. Uh, beautiful head kick. Um, and Benoit Saint-Denis with two straight just phenomenal performances. This one over ranked opponent, so you see him ranked this week when those come out on Tuesday. Um, great things. Coming up for him, uh, may see him turn around here pretty quick. Maybe he's ready to go do something in Toronto, uh, get on that card. That one's stacking up to be pretty pretty solid on UFC 297, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, great performance 
love to see him get back to Canada and make that a, a more exciting card as well. Um, and something I've been talking about here for the last few weeks since this fight was announced, Diego Lopez uh, defeating Pat Sabatini with a TKO in the first round. And it, like I said, this guy is the top rookie in the 2024 product when those come out. So if you're looking for the next thing, you're looking for the next Bo Nickel, the next Shavkat, this guy is it. So uh, get your hands on as many Diego Lopez cards as you can going into next year. So uh, just everything that, that he has done so far has just been nothing short of amazing. Uh, looked great in a loss to Evloev. That was his debut in the UFC on short notice. So he got that pass, and I think that would be a much different fight if he could do that right now. Uh, I think that would go a different way. And so very impressive with, you know, somebody to watch in the featherweight division. You know, he could shoot up there and it looks like Volk's going to be hanging around for featherweight for a while now. So that, that could be something to look for down the road. A couple of other fights featuring rank fighters. Uh, Steve Urseg defeating Alessandro Costa um, in a flyweight matchup, unanimous decision. You know, that was the only decision on the main card. All the, Everything after that, that was the first fight on the main card, and then everything after that was a, was a knockout. So uh, pretty exciting for the people who, who paid for that last night to watch and get to see that, all those knockouts in succession. That's what uh, people, you know, who don't always watch UFC, that's what they tune in for. So they got their money's worth last night. Uh, the rest of us, we just kind of enjoy watching the show no matter, you know, how it ends, we just like to see see good fights. Uh, women's strawweight matchup, Lupi Godinez, who's been red hot lately, getting a decision over Tabitha Ricci. Uh, split decision, kind of controversial there. Uh, Lupi Godinez, 29-28 on two of the scorecards. And the other one, 30-27 for uh, Tabitha Ricci. Uh, so kind of perplexing there how it went that way. But at least the right fighter ended up with the decision. I'm a huge Baby Shark fan, but uh, this fight belonged to Lupi Godinez. And look for big things out of her in the next few months. Getting her fourth win in a calendar year, and that has never been done before. So uh, impressive for her to get that done. Uh, great story there I read, I read this week. Uh, if you haven't looked into her story, go check that out and, and just see her background going from Mexico to, to Vancouver, Canada, and kind of making it um, with her family. So a uh, great story if you want to check that out. Uh, so nothing else really of note as far as rankings, rookies in, in this product this year. Um, John Castaneda was rookie uh, in this 2023 product. He got a win last night. So uh, that was good to see. We moved a John Castaneda autograph earlier this year. Had some uh, numbered cards of him. So uh, getting in the win column in the Bantamweight division. And so we move on to next week's event. So Saturday, fight night from the Apex in Las Vegas. A great main event in the middleweight division. Number 10, Brendan Allen. And number 13, Paul Craig. Relative newcomer to middleweight after moving down from light heavyweight. So uh, looking forward to this one. It should be really good. Uh, Michael Morales, Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews, one of the you know better rookies in, in 2023 products. Uh, Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt. Uh, let's see what else we got. Got a women's strawweight matchup in top 15. Uh, number nine, Luana Pinheiro. She's a rookie in the products. And then 
She's facing number 11, Amanda Hibas. Look down the rest of the card, looking for the rookies. Um, don't see any more on there. So we will move on to fight night right here in Texas, in Austin, December 2nd. And it's pretty stacked for a fight night card. And this is great for Austin. Um, lightweight, main event, number four, Benil Dariush against number eight, Armin Sargukian. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, then we've got a lightweight matchup. Number nine, Dan Hooker. Number 12, Bobby Green. Bobby Green has looked, he looked great last time out uh, with that win over Grant Dawson. So looking to do the same thing to Dan Hooker, and I think that he might. Uh, wasn't real impressed with Hooker's performance. It was gutsy, but it, it was not pretty. So uh, he could have easily lost his last time out. So um, also Bantamweight uh, matchup. Interesting one here with uh, number eight Rob Font taking on the former uh, flyweight champion Davison Figueredo. So um, that one that one's nice, nice little matchup there and a debut at bantamweight for Figueredo and also a, a top fifteen welterweight matchup between number nine Sean Brady, number eleven Kelvin Gastelum, and we've also got light heavyweight ranked fighter Khalil Roundtree. Number 11 facing Azamat Mirzakhanov. Then you go a little bit further down the card. Women's Bantamweight matchup. Top 15 former champion Misha Tate. Number 12 against number 13 Julia Avila. And you've got a former... Let's see. Who else we got? Middleweight Zachary Cody Brundage. Yeah, I mean, it's just a great, great fight night card coming up in Austin. Um, so that's right here in, in, in our state. I wish I could make it out there. Um... Maybe a little bit later when the kids get older, uh, we make those those road trips. So we do have a fight night on December 9th from Shanghai, China. Do not know the main event there yet, so waiting to hear what that's going to be. You know, we'd like love to see, you know, Yan Xiaonan challenge Zhang Wei Li for the title because Zhang Wei Li said that the only way she would want to fight Yan Xiaonan would be in China, and so I don't know that if they don't fight at this event that you can make this happen anytime soon after this unless they just turn around and go back to China really quickly which I, I don't think would happen um, but we'll keep an eye on it and maybe they're just in talks and trying to get that done so then we get to the last event of 2023 UFC 296 December 16th in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena and a huge welterweight matchup that we've been waiting for for a while the champion Leon Edwards against the number two ranked contender Colby Covington. Then a flyweight championship matchup between the champion Alessandre Pantoja against number four Brandon Roy Vall. Welterweight matchup. This one's just really looking forward to seeing Shavkat back in action. Shavkat Rachmanov, number six against number seven Stephen Thompson. Um, lightweight matchup between Tony Ferguson and Patty Pimblett. This one's kind of fell out of the news lately, but. Um, just with everything else going on, but, uh, you know, still interesting for a lot of reasons. Tony Ferguson trying to get into the win column and Patty Pimblett trying to prove himself after a controversial decision win his last time out. And, you know, he had the injury, so we haven't seen Patty in a while. Um, and so that, that's all these storylines around that fight would make it so interesting. You know, we've got another welterweight matchup. Number eight, Vicente Luque. He's number 10, Ian Gary. Um, featherweight matchup, number six, Josh Emmett. 
gets number eight, Giga Chikadze. <laughs> There's so many ranked fights on this card. Uh, light heavyweight matchup, number 14, Alonzo Minifield. Number 15, Just Dustin Jacoby, which if that one makes it out of the first minute, I will be surprised. Um, somebody's going to knock somebody out in that fight pretty quickly. Um, heavyweight matchup, number 15, Martin Bude against Shamil Gaziev. And we've got a women's bantamweight matchup, top 10. This is all the way down the card. Number five, Irina Aldana against number nine, Carol Hosa. Um, got Randy Brown. We've got a rookie of, of Randy Brown that we'll show here in a little bit. Um, rookie Otto, by the way. And then a flyweight matchup, number 13, Tagir Ulenbekov is in action. And women's flyweight matchup, number 14, Casey O'Neill taking on Arian Lipsky. And then the last fight on the card a former Bantamweight champion, Cody Garbrandt, taking on Brian Kelleher. So just a really stacked 296 card to finish off the year. And we've also had a lot of stuff announced this week. And so uh, we've got a pretty full lineup for UFC 297 January 20th in Toronto. And so they announced a championship matchup in the middleweight division between Sean Strickland and the number one contender, Drakus Duplessis. Um, women's Bantamweight matchup with the vacant title on the line between number two Raquel Pennington number three Myra Bueno Silva and light heavyweight top five matchup number four Jan Blahovich against number five Alexander Rakic so this was the one we were talking about earlier maybe you know the winner of this fight gets to gets a chance at Pereira if Jamal Hill's not ready to go here pretty quickly and this is a matchup that uh, Rakic was injured the last time he fought Blahovich, and this was probably two years ago. Um, and Rakic is coming back off that injury, and so coming back against the person he was injured against, and it was a good fight up to that point when, before Rakic got hurt and ended up losing that one. So uh, pretty cool to see him get that chance to get that one back against Blahovich. So uh, featherweight division. Number four, Arnold Allen against number nine, Mopsar Evloev. Uh, we've got Charles Jordan against Sean Woodson. Um, good welterweight matchup here against number 13, Neil Magny and Mike Malott. I like Mike Malott a lot in this fight. Um, no, no pun intended, but like it, I just think Mike Malott has a lot going for him right now. Being back in Canada again, um, just really fed off that crowd last time, and I expect that again here. Uh, light heavyweight division, number 13, Dominic Reyes against Carlos Ulberg. I like Ulberg in this one. Um, that's going to be tough for Reyes. Uh, it's going to be a tough night. Uh, then we've got a middleweight matchup, number 14, Chris Curtis against Marc-Andre Barreau. And then we get, you know, the, the fights that were announced. we got the main events. We don't have anything else for these cards. You know, we don't know a, a date or a, t or a location yet, but we do know the matchups. So UFC 298 is going to be the featherweight title on the on the line. Alexander Volkanovsky against number five Ilya Tapuria, a matchup that you know I think we've all been looking forward to uh, seeing Volk just add to that um, featherweight defense. And this one's going to be a little bit different, coming off that knockout from Islam um, last month. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this one goes. Just knowing that Volkanovsky. Uh, it's coming off of that 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 knockout loss. So uh, then we got UFC 299. Also, no location, no date yet, but we know the bantamweight championship is going to be on the line. Champ the champion 
Sugar Sean O'Malley against number six, Cheeto Vera in a rematch of O'Malley's only loss. So we'll see him take on Cheeto whenever that, that is announced. So we'll have that as soon as we hear something. So, and then we learned, because we you know seen preliminary reports that uh, we're going to see Islam Makhchev and Charles Oliveira at some point. So we're going to see this rematch. Um, and they said that Islam's camp said that he would fight in March. And so that would, you know, line up with UFC 299. So um, maybe 300. So we'll see what happens there and see that lightweight title on the line. Um, so we'll just look for a date on that one, see some other things that are announced and coming up. So we'll see how that goes. So now's the, the part of the show where we get into the UFC Fight Cards Hobby Top 5 and tell you about the top five fighters in the hobby right now. So let's take a look at that. Um, this, people, who are, people who are being collected right now uh, the most, and so we go through that every week. And number five, um, we haven't updated it from last week yet. So number five is Aaron Blanchfield. We may change that. Tom Aspinall may be sneaking in there after this week, but we'll have to see the trends, how they go this week. Uh, number four is Hamzat Chemaev. After that victory over Usman a couple of weeks ago, number three is top rookie from last year's products, Shavkat Rachmanov, with a big fight coming up against Wonderboy. Number two is top rookie from this year. That, of course, is Bo Nickel. And then number one, coming off the Bantamweight Championship victory, is Sugar Sean O'Malley. So we take one more look at that. Go from one to five. Sean O'Malley, Bo Nickel, Shafkat Rachmanov, Hamzat Shmaev, and Aaron Blanchfield. So we do that every week. Hobby Top 5, like I said, Tom Aspinall may have moved in there uh, after last night's performance. Maybe even Alex Pereira. I mean, who knows? Uh, but he did have that loss to Izzy. It kind of knocked him down a peg on, a, on our board. So let, let's go through these mystery boxes first. Um, we're going to open the one that we got first. These are the replacement cards that we got. So... I'd sent off Anderson Silva. I mean, nothing crazy. This is an Anderson. I just want to see how the process works. So I sent off an Anderson Silva um, Global Icon Shimmer. And so got that one back. So there, um, they replaced that one. That one, it had like a, a dimple on his face where the shimmer shone through. So got a, a clean one there. So Anderson Silva, Global Icons, Shimmer. And then they sent me this one as well, which is pretty cool. Didn't have to do this one, but they sent me this Hamzat Shemaev Phenomenon Shimmer as well. So that's just a, an, a throw-in that they put in there. So appreciate that. Panini trying to make things right. Uh, we're going to kind of keep our eye on how things go with Panini going forward, but it you know, kind of filling all these redemptions, make it feel like, um, you know, something's going to be announced here at the beginning of the year. 
So now here is, this should be our BJ Penn Auto Redemption. So we told you about this when we, when we pulled that, and you'll see the redemption card. Protected this one a lot better than the other ones. this oh wow <laughs> so um, this is really gonna be a surprise y'all are gonna love this so here here's the note in here and I'll read it for those of you who can't see it dear value collector thank you for your continued support of Panini America Incorporated and your patience unfortunately we are unable to provide you with a redemption card that you have entered into your Panini America account please accept the enclosed replacement card which is of equal or higher value and our sincere apologies. Huh. Not what they said in the email. So, let's see. It's supposed to be a BJ Penn champion signatures. So let's see what we got. Huh. Still a BJ, that's interesting. So we got a BJ Penn UFC legendary from Prism. So this one is not numbered either, but um, this one is encased. So a better deal there, I, I believe. Absolutely. Um, so that's weird that that still ended up being BJ, BJ Penn. Um, just couldn't fill the redemption. So this is actually 2022. That's why, you know, you got some equal value. So 2022 Prism there. Uh, BJ Penn. So we'll take that. Same fighter. Um, and actually got a nice little case out of that. So we'll put that with our BJ Pens that we show you here in just a second in our Prism recap. But first, let's go through what we have from Select. These are the cards we pulled on the show. And we start off with the Select, what I think is the best card we have left. Uh, from this year is this select purple Jack Della Maddalena auto uh, that's number 49 we've also got a Jack Della Maddalena rated rookie Don Ross auto and then we throw in uh, purple press proof and some base prism and Don Ross base cards that we have we got Alexander Rockich with the the sparks and that's number to 99 so memorabilia card there and like i said we throw in cards with these like you pay for this one but you get all this other stuff uh rockage the silver and the base cards um we just throw a press proof in there we throw all that stuff in there this one's not numbered but billy quarantillo another sparks memorabilia card and then our last numbered card in select Fernagenda Robo Rookie Red, and those are numbered to 175. So that's our select that we have left. And we go over to our Don Russ. We kind of put these together by lot, so we, you know, there'll be some other things thrown in there. Um, start off with Marvin Vittori. We've got the Don Ross Auto, but we've also got 
Prism Auto, put those together, and then some other Vittori cards to go with those. Then Damon Jackson, Blue Hollow Laser Auto, Rated Rookie, number 25. I uh, got some press proofs put in there also, Silver Prism. Jeff Neal got a teal number to 25 uh, got an orange number to 99 we got a blue wave to throw in there then we got Dean Thomas a blue hollow laser uh, Jared Cannonier got a blue and a red so number to 49 number to 75 some other Cannonier cards to throw in Got the Ruby Wave, Blue Velocity, so even some stuff back to 2020. The Topps Chronicles. And the, that's actually just the Topps from 2020 to 2015s are the other Chronicles we have. Uh, Mike Brown with a red hollow laser. A little teal press, press proof if you need it. And Vulcan Ozdemir, red hollow laser. It also gets you a tricolor from select to silver. From select. And let's tear through these. Jack Shore, Silver, Alexander Romanoff, Rene Aldana, also with a Hyper Prism, Octagon Royalty, Memorabilia card of Magomedan Kalaev, also got a Silver Rookie from 2021, Magomedan Blue Velocity. I got a little. Chronicles Black thrown in there. And, uh, Michelle Pereira, Octagon Canvas. Octagon Royalty of Rafael Dos Anjos. And that'll get you Ruby Wave as well. And what we have the most left of is Prism. We went through a whole case of that. So, divvy those up. Don't know exactly how I had these sorted from last time. Pretty interesting. Um, so I'm really starting from, from I don't know where on these. Let me get to a better place on these. There we go. That makes more sense. So let's go uh, with these. So like I said, we got a Randy Brown auto. Comes with silver. And we got uh, our lowest numbered card that we have left. Macy Chase on. The Octagon Prism. That's 8 of 8. And also a Ruby Wave. Um... This is the other redemption that we're waiting on. Um, so hopefully you hear something this week on this one. Israel Adesanya throwback signatures, and that was also get you a, a purple and a red and a purple and an orange. Get my colors right. So number to 99 and 149 on those, and we'll throw the auto in. We get it. Um, like I said, th this was the BJ Penn redemption, so we can 
cash that in. So we'll put this back with this. So like I said, now we've got this as the centerpiece of that lot, along with a red hollow laser, number the 75. Uh, I've got hall monitor silver, got the green retail, and just a lot of other BJ pen we can throw in there as well. And this goes all the way back to that 2015 Chronicles. So nice little BJ pen lot we have going there and that one can finally go get listed on eBay or somebody can claim that one here on the show. So let's go through these. A little Pedro Munoz, orange and a hyper. Glover Teixeira orange. Mario Bautista, the purple and a silver. Jonathan Pierce rookies, we got a purple. Ruby wave, hyper and a silver. I had an orange. We sold that one a while back. Got a Carlos Barza purple plus a cracked ice. So that one, a little bonus there. Um, and then just some other throw-ins. Blue Velocity, a bunch of Carla cards, even some back to 2015 as well. Little John Jones lot, starting with the blue. We got a tricolor and a silver from Select. Also got a Snapshots the base. I've got a silver dominance. So there's our John Jones. Uh, Cheeto Vera fighting for the Bantamweight title next year. Blue Prism a Hyper and also a Blue Hollow Laser. Dustin Poirier Blue. Optic Purple Flood. Silver and whatever Dustin Poirier that we have left. It's quite a bit. Some back 2020 and 2015. So then the rest of the number cards, Yana Kunitskaya, Tisha Torres, Blue, Lucas Almeida, got a few, Blue, Ruby Wave, and we got three silvers of Lucas Almeida. Like I said, I'll be relisting everything on eBay, but cheaper option is to get them here on the show. Uh, red, Saeed Yukub, Kakramanov. And we ended up with these back-to-back -back hobby boxes out of the case. Uh, two red Frankie Edgars. Also silver thrown in there. Uh, Jack Hermanson with a red. And a hyper. A silver. A hyper from last year. Dominic Reyes, red. And a tricolor. Piotr Jan, red. And a silver from last year. We got a silver flux from Chronicles, a purple flood, a bunch of Piotr Jan. We got one back to 2020 with the decades next. Then our last cards: Carol Hoso red and Jennifer Maya red and a hyper. So, like I said, we'll be relisting everything for the holidays. Got some time for Thanksgiving to. To get that done and give some people some holiday deals. So then we'll get to our. Well, that was not good. Always turn down the microphone when I put these away. 
I didn't do it this time and paid for it. So um, just give me a second here. Clean this mess up. All right. Okay, so here we go with Islam Makachev. I mean, it's not not crazy. Nothing like we had with, with Tom Aspinall and, and Michael Chandler. We've got slabbed autos of those two that we showed off. Uh, this is just Islam. This is a... It's a teal prism, number 49. Um, really good shape. Um, really good card. Uh, so that is just... You know, one of the best fighters in the world right now. With John Jones out, he is the pound for pound number one. Uh, so we've got this, you know, semi, you know, right in that range. Some people look for 25 and under. Some people look for 99 and under. So right there in the middle of 49. But just some base cards and, and to go along with it. Um, you got some all outs. Um, got an elite from last year. Some optic. Got the contenders, and you got some playoff back to uh, 2021, then all the way back to 2020. So, you know, nothing crazy. Just wanted to show that we had um, that one Islam numbered card we've been holding on to for a while. Don't have this one listed. Haven't listed this one yet, but it'll be listed with all these others. Those would be throw-in cards for this one. So there you go, Islam, number to 49. So kind of exciting to get some stuff in the mail this week and show it off to you. And glad you were able to stop by and see it. Uh, like I said, we're going to be listing a whole bunch of stuff. So, so like I said, go to the eBay store, Orange Fire Lots of Lots. And if you see anything you like, uh, you can buy it there. You can reach out to me. Like I said, the website is orange-fire.com. And my email address, russ at orange-fire.com. And like I said, everything on here is available for you to purchase. We don't do trades anymore, but, um, you know, just we give good deals. So we, you can be rest assured that this is the place to be and find your cards. So it was an exciting weekend with UFC 295. We'll be looking forward to fight night coming up this weekend with Brendan Allen taking on Paul Craig. We'll be here and hopefully we'll do the instant reaction right after the fights next weekend. Um, as soon as they go off, we'll, we'll come on, jump on. So if you want to be part of that, just subscribe. You'll always know when the show's coming on because we, we try to stick with top of the hour, doing it Sunday night or Saturday night um, and, and just keep it consistent. And now I think we're going to be moving forward with the instant reactions. Uh, just got a, got a little bit later this weekend, wasn't able to do it. But that's what our plan is. But if you subscribe, it doesn't matter. And you'll also be entered into our card giveaways. We've been talking about those. We've got a lot of uh, good fighters, former champions, and uh, current champions. And we've put together lots of those. And there's a number card in all of those. And we're going to be giving those away at some point. So we hope that you join us and that you continue to watch UFC Fight Cards podcast. So I'm Russ Renault. Thanks for joining us again here on Sunday night and beginning your week here. We hope you have a great week. And we will see you again next week. 
after next week's fight from the Apex. So we'll see you. Good night. And thank you for listening to the UFC Fight Cards podcast presented by Orange Fire Media.